This week on the Federalist Radio Hour. The media has sort of decided that this debate is over, which is fascinating. And I want to ask Katie about some of the things people might not know in the industry, because it is very much presented as a completed argument. Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Caltech Innovation is back-to-back. You've heard me talk about Caltech's P50 pistol. Now here comes the new 9mm P15 carry pistol. Quality engineered, the 9mm P15 carry pistol is the lightest, thinnest of its kind in Caltech's first striker fire handgun. And as another first, the P15s feature a totally unique patent-pending 15-round extended magazine. Now other features include ambidextrous grip, safety, reversible mag release, and the hybrid fiber optic night sights with full adjustable rear that all comes standard it's from Caltech inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns the p15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy accurate handling while the all metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel the p15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world see the new nine millimeter p15 first up close and personal at keltechweapons.com that's k-e-l-t-e-c weapons.com Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. First off, I think people should be named in shame for doing stuff like this. Not as, I don't, now there's a difference. I don't like mobs. I really hope that this guy sincerely apologizes and that never, and never does it again and then everybody can go back living their happy little lives. That would be great. However, I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll see. He's apparently going to court at the end of August. And the guy I'm talking about was this guy who, he got a mailer And normally, if you get a mailer from a politician that you dislike, and I get them all the time, we're normal people. What do normal people do? We throw it in the trash. We don't drive and find where they live and show up on their porch and scream about how we hope that their kids and their grandkids and them and maybe all their animals, who knows, get killed by AR-15s. Like this guy said. This, this is crazy. I posted the video last night, and it is so not safe for work. You cannot play this at work. I told, sidebar real quick, I've told you, you, you folks, you family out there listening, our radio family, I said this before, and I actually had a couple of you one time write, well, I played this in, at the office, and I didn't realize, I told you that there was a language warning. When I say that, that means don't have it on blast in your office. God love you. The guy is William Wakeman. He walked up to the house of Buddy Harden, who is running for state rep. Can I just say that Buddy Harden looks like one of the most innocuous, least threatening people I've ever seen in my life? He looks, yeah, he's a grandpa. I don't mean that as like a pejorative. He's like the type of grandpa that has the candy jar. You know what I'm saying? Like the Werther's. Everybody knows the Werther's is grandpa candy. Officially, I don't know why they don't use that as their advertising slogan. You know that Werther's is grandpa candy. I know that when I would go, that was the one thing that my grandparents would splurge on. And I mean splurge, don't joke. My, they were poor in the Ozarks, okay? They couldn't really, rocky earth, they did some ranching, there you go. But grandma would have these cookies in her cookie jar. It was one of those old style 70s mushroom jars, you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, you do. And uh, they had Werther's Originals. That's always like grandpa candy, right? The barber that I used to take my kids to, they had Werther's Originals. They were both grandpas that did hair. 
Anyway, he looks like he could be the spokesman for that candy, right? He looks like he would be friends with Wilford Brimley. Real friendly dude, right? Very friendly. His In his flyer, he doesn't even go at anybody in his flyer. He is one of the friendliest flyers. All it said is pro-life, pro-police, and pro-Trump. Well, that totally riled up this William Wakeman guy. Who boy. He lost his ever-loving mind. So like I said, if we were to get mailers from Democrats that we don't like, we throw them in the trash, but not Wakeman. He went to Buddy Harden's house, goes up on his porch, rings his doorbell, and then he proceeds. He act, I can't even show you what he wrote all over the mailers. They're expletives. Blank you. Uh, he called Harden a, an overweight female copulatory organ repeatedly. He wrote this on the mailer repeatedly. He had blank Trump, and he was really mad with the whole pro-Trump. It literally said that. That's all it said. We have some of the audio from the doorbell camera. Imagine getting this mad over a mailer. Listen to this. Birds chirping. Seems like a nice day. Buddy here? No, not right now. Is that your husband? Yes. And then he realizes. I can't speak to you the way I want to speak. So tell him to leave his freaking Trump, pro Trump, on his own own goddamn porch. Him and Trump, he should be, he's a treasonist. Oh, okay. He's a treasonist. He can look with double kids and your husband. Wow. Now, as I said, the guy's name is William Wakeman. The video that that we're showing uh, came from on the simulcast of the nationally syndicated radio show came from Fox Two. the uncensored where you can see is everything is on my sub stack uh, chapter and verse, because I just don't think that these people should be like I said, I don't, I don't want him to get fired from his job and I don't want to rage mob, but I hope maybe he sees how ridiculous he looks. You know, I would be against anybody who tried to get him. I would, but this is shameful and he should feel shame. You should feel bad. He should feel horrible for this. Who does this? And she is very polite. I wouldn't open the door. I really wanted to yell into the camera, why are you opening that door, girl? But, and it, it was weird because Harden had, you know, kind of the Grandpa Werther's candy response, right? He's like, well, I just can't believe in this day and age. He's not filing a restraining order or nothing against this guy. He's just saying, I hope that people can learn how to speak. I, here's the thing. The way that he, that Harden reacted, he did not overreact like AOC would do. Somebody like Cat calls her on the steps of the Capitol and oh my God! It's nuts. Oh man. So can you, uh, the reason why people like this dude are mad, what do they have to get excited about with his party? Look, if, if things were going real good for Democrats, 
If Democrats could look at their party and go, wow, we love these. We, we love the no inflation. We love the fact that we're not in a recessionary period. We love how cheap and affordable gas is. If they could say all of this, they would be happy. They would be excited about getting out and voting for their people come election. They would be so happy about it. Instead, they're miserable. They're enraged. Now, part of this, too, is because of how the left has handled this for so long. They've been targeting the homes of senators and congressional members and judges. Nancy Pelosi has just said, well, they're just protests. The party party leaders have defended it. There's been zero condemnation. Senate Democrats, according to Politico, haven't objected to those protests at SCOTUS homes. They noted it. The White House, according to Washington Times, condoned the run-in protesters going at Kavanaugh when he was eating dinner. They barely had anything to say about the guy who was arrested after he told law enforcement he was there to murder a Supreme Court justice. They have long ignored this. They have let there is left wing incitement because they've used it. They have long ignored their violent and confrontational activists in their ranks because they need that manufactured agitation to turn off a vote. That's why they measure this thing called party enthusiasm or voter enthusiasm. When enthusiasm's low, that's real bad. That's a that's an indicator of how you're not going to have people turn out. This is one of the reasons at the Georgia special election and in 2020, I was really concerned about some of the enthusiasm in some in different parts of the states. And in Georgia's special election, there was like low enthusiasm and there was a horrible turnout. I mean, it kind of it's, you know, hand in hand. Party policies, Democrats, their policies don't alone drum up enthusiasm, like I said. So they got to convince their very impressionable base that their poli- any policies or thought opposite their own is violence. Like what that one broad told uh, Senator Josh Hawley, that your questions about uh, men and women, that's actual violence. I mean, that's one of the things that she said. And, he, and she goes, your line of questioning is, you know, it exposes trans people to violence. That was her direct quote. Hawley's like, my question is violence? And she's like, yes. They think that any opposition or dissent is actual physical violence. And then, of course, don't forget, you had Schumer kickstarting the target of all these, the targeting of these justices when he's like, you know, there's a storm coming and you're going to pay, Kavanaugh. Remember all of that? Well, then here you go. A couple of months later, a guy's arrested outside uh, on the same street that Kavanaugh lived down the road from his home, told police he was there to murder him. It's insane. The fabrications of the Putin price hike and the temporary inflation are not working, but they got to have a boogeyman. They have to distract from the real cause of everyone's anger, which is their own policies. The base find it increasingly difficult to defend their party because at some point, the reality that this isn't about logic anymore is revealed to them and they don't know how to reconcile that. Because then they have to face the fact that, oh, my gosh, I'm being a partisan, not someone who's doing this on truth and logic. And that results in angry episodes like this with Wakeman going up to this Buddy Harden's house and ringing the doorbell. That's not an exchange of smart ideas. And I think it's a symptom of a a problem with the health of a republic, to be honest. Now, I was looking at we were talking about the net approval. Biden's popularity amongst voters in all 50 states. I mean, it's like non-existent. Non-existent. 
What are they going to do as midterms get closer? What are they going to do as the primary gets closer? That's that's one of the that's one of the big things. Now, a few other things to mention, and I think that this is a significant development as it relates to education. Now, I question the nature of this guy's practice and all that stuff, but every now and then, I am very interested in coming across a bit of common ground. So everybody knows the attorney, Ben Crump. He was, he first, I think, shot to national... Uh, recognition with the Trayvon Martin case and he was there working with the George Floyd family he was in Michigan all kinds of stuff Uh, Shonda Patterson every a lot and now this is interesting how he's doing this he's or no he's added the, the parents Giovanni and Shonda Patterson those are his clients because he is now helping them fight against Baltimore City and their public school system now according to Baltimore Sun the Patterson sued in January They claim that both parties have defrauded taxpayers because they have not provided acceptable education to public school students, which I think is correct, particularly when you consider the lockdown. Scott Martyr, another lawyer representing the Patterson, says this is a unique approach because they're citing the past school lawsuits to try to to argue over civil and constitutional rights. It's a very interesting thing because it's he says Crump had said that the lawsuit this this is about the system and how the system has failed our kids, which is true. He says educational injustice, it leads ultimately to racial injustice. Now, there is something you might, I know the, the immediate reflexive action is to label it CRT, but I'm going to tell you something. As a mother who lived in downtown St. Louis blocks from the, the Bush Stadium, I homeschooled my kids because public schools lost their accreditation there. The people heading up those schools got busted for, uh, I mean, they were t- stealing money from the school at a grotesque amount. If you live in the city, you either pay, you either play the charter school lottery or you, you pay to go to private school. It's expensive. And the public schools there ain't nothing at all to write home about. They have been horrifically mismanaged. Who do you think that affects? Who is it that Democrats, you want to talk about tricking that whole Muriel Bowser remark from yesterday that we discussed. There's another way Democrats trick their voters. They promise them all this stuff under the sun. And what do they deliver? Look in Democrat run cities like my hometown of St. Louis. I was a city booster. I lived in the city. I lived on a regular street like everybody else in the city. And I know it's very important to progressives because they love to put everything in a racial box. I was one of two white families on my street. Doesn't matter. To people who don't check that stuff like progressives do. Everybody complained about the school system. Everybody on my street, all the young kids, my kids and their kids would all be playing every day. We'd be riding scooters, all this stuff. Drawn on the sidewalks and that. Everyone complained about the school system. Everybody. It was the one thing. It didn't matter how old your kids were. It did not matter what race you were. Everyone came together as one in complaints about that. And it wasn't just our street, our whole block, our whole area. I was in McKinley Heights. And I liked my neighborhood. I liked my area. We could see the crime coming in. The drug dealers didn't mess with our street because they knew if I was out there, I was carrying. And if kids were out there, I was carrying. Because it was starting to get 
They were they were reoffending. They'd be wrist slapped and let back out on the street. So you have crime, you have bad schools, and you have Democrats that fail to honor the promises. Yeah, so Crump is not wrong there. But it's the Democrats that are perpetuating the same racial injustice on this same demo as they have been for generations. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. A McDonald's and a Dairy Queen in Missouri are having a sign war and things are getting messy. Actually, it's kind of funny. It's all in good humor. They're across the street from each other in Marshfield. McDonald's started by saying, hey, Dairy Queen, do you want to have a sign war? And Dairy Queen responded that they were too busy making ice cream. And then McDonald's said that they were salty like their world famous fries. And then the Harvest Bank guy, is it Harvest or Harvest? It looks like the H fell off. They said, don't be salty on our account. And then they said, behave. DQ said, behavior will flip you like our blizzards. And then McDonald's says, that's cute. Our ice cream makes itself. And then DQ goes, you mean it actually works? Shocker. And it just went on from there. Then all of the other businesses got involved, including the La Gazuelas Mexican restaurant across the street that said, yeah, our ice cream is fried. And then the Arvis Bank once again said, ice cream machine broken. We have a loan for that. And then McDonald's said, what's a milkman in pantyhose? A Dairy Queen. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it is uh, very impressive, to say the least. A wild argument broke out in a courtroom. Kashanti Short was suing Richard Jordan in Flint, Michigan, for intentional infliction of emotional distress. She She got into an argument with the judge, Herman Marable. Now, why? Are they all in court? Because Short sued Jordan because he did not show up to a date with her. And so she said that it hurt her feelings and decided to sue him for not showing up on a date. I don't think any jury would convict this man. I would I would encourage no man to show up for a date with this woman. That's crazy. Uh, super, super ironic headline here. Psychics and tarot readers are under siege by Instagram scammers and online fatigue. A beleaguered workforce, writes Vice, is confronting a legion of impersonators. You mean they didn't see it coming? I'm just curious. Just there, you know, just FYI, they didn't see it coming. Uh, this is endlessly amusing to me. So we first told you, remember, our, like, this is all back, I think, before Christmas. Chris Cuomo leaving CNN. Decide, he's not going to be able to work there anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Because all the stuff with his brother, etc. Well, he apparently tried to get a blue-collar job after he was fired. Then he had to withdraw the application uh, because he realized apparently actual work was involved. So sources apparently told Daily Beast that Cuomo, he applied to be a volunteer firefighter with the East Hampton Fire Department. But he was forced to pull his application because after he met with fire officials, he determined that he was incapable of putting in the time required for the volunteer position. He balked, said sources, that's their word, not mine, at the time commitment part of the job. The East Hampton Fire Department Chief Duane Forrester said, quote, it is a very time-consuming thing. There are monthly meetings and drills, and you have to meet a percentage of your calls. That's why we don't have many celebrities, end quote. 
Now, he had filed a $125 million lawsuit against CNN demanding $15 million in lost salary and $110 in damages. Doesn't look like it's going to go well for him. But the fact that this guy could not even put in the bare minimum, he realized that it requires actual skills in that vocation and that they weren't going to hire him just because his name was Chris Cuomo is pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. So there you go. Uh, Also, let's see here. Oh, she's still around. The Rosie O'Donnell lady. She was bragging about melting down after seeing a pro-life protest. She did a big old long video where she professed uh, her hatred for uh, pro-life, blah, 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 blah. I honestly had totally forgotten that she was around still. So that's, look at that. UK is breaking the record for the highest temperature. So apparently it's 104 degrees in like in London right now. And there are fires raging. It is uh, 95 with an expected 109 degrees, 110 degrees here in the Dallas area. So, but did you realize only 3% of buildings and homes in London have air conditioning? That's the stat that I saw. I, I'm like actually looking at it because that sounded super sus, but I hope not, man, because 104 is hot. Stick with us. So we really want to, 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 to base our treatment and, uh, and to uh, affirm and to empower these youth not to limit their participation in activities and sports and even uh, uh, limit their ability to get gender affirmation treatment in their state. Gender affirmation treatment? The hell is that? I mean, first off, welcome back to the program. Your lovable curmudgeon, Dana Lash, with you. That uh, fine feller was uh, Rachel Levine. What? The deputy secretary for Health and Human Services, Kane. Respect his authority. He says that we got to empower kids to go on puberty blockers and get sex reassignment surgery. Spoken like an old dude who really doesn't have that long of a life to worry about screwing up the rest of his with abusive hormones, non-essential hormones and medical and unnecessary medical surgery. I don't take this. It's not about health or science. This is a guy's cosplaying as a female and then telling everyone, jack your kids up on hormones and let's uh, let's operate on them. That's what he is. No, do not expect me. I am not. I will slap you in the face with my logic. I will not have my free speech right as a free American woman completely taken over by the patriarchy, the progressive patriarchy that wants to tell me how to speak. I do not have enough middle fingers on the two hands which God has provided me to show you. I only have two, sadly. If I ever did get surgery that was unnecessary, it would be probably to attach another one. Just saying. So this is what uh, this this is what he's it's his transgender official. He wants kids to be able to get trans surgery. What? He. He. Does he have balls? He's a he. Right. That's right. Not talking about sports here. You knew what would shut me up. Oh, I know. I mean, just saying. He is re- he's calling the surgery gender affirmation treatments. 
Do you know how dangerous it is, the hormone thing? I'm actually legitimately worried about kids' health that do this. Do you realize what that's going to do? They haven't even studied the use of these hormones in this way. Holy cow. That is so dangerous. I, I just, I'm just, it just shocks me. When I think of gender affirmation, I think of like them walking into a room and like there's applause. Like, yes, you are. I don't know. I, it's just weird. That, that's that phrasing. He says that, you know, talking about harassment and bullying sometimes in schools and community, then what is that, what does hormone abuse and surgery have to do with that? That seems like a job of parenting. You know what I mean? That's, and it's also harassment and bullying. What I see, you know, activists like, you know, some of the Rachel Mitchell, you know, some activists like him do to women if they don't uh, completely allow their language to be dictated by trans activists. They're slurred with with progressive patriarchal uh, terms like turf. Man, sidebar, that's a podcast turfing it up. Just saying. Do you think Odyssey will have a stroke? If I'm like, hey, I, I here's an idea. Turfing it up. Hosted by Turfy McTurfson. <laughs> Just <laughs> Hey, you know, turf backwards is fret. Yeah, I'm just saying. I um man. It I this is not based in science. And I it's I mean, it's for real. Like this this is uh Biden's deputy or sorry assistant health secretary and this was an interview that he gave with msnbc yeah i mean i love how you can just like put out accusations without any evidence and it's just completely accepted yeah and cut one is in contrary to the evidence that actually exists listening to uh yeah go ahead because this is sterilization i feel like this is like a trickery it's like to trick people into sterilizing themselves well, you know, it, it, trans youth are, are vulnerable, um, and they suffer significant harassment and bullying, uh, sometimes at schools or in their community. They have more mental health issues, but there's nothing inherent with being transgender or gender diverse, which would predispose youth to depression or anxiety. It is that harassment and bullying. Uh, you know, um, it's not true, actually. And secondly, I think that parents who subject their young children to hormone abuse and unnecessary medical surgery are themselves abusive. That's like your kid having, you know, an issue with drinking and you're giving them alcohol. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. (laughs) It's time for Florida Man. Oh, man, I don't even know where to start. I have something on this, but I have new things, too. So first off, let me get to this Florida guy who saved a black bear. A Florida man, a heroic citizen, tranquilized. I'm going to try to say two words at once. Rescued a tranquilized bear that was apparently in danger of drowning. It was in a 400-pound black bear, residential neighbor in Florida. They tranquilized it, and then it ran into the water and started drowning. So a guy ran in and saved him. I don't know much about the guy, but the photos are pretty crazy. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, this in uh, Dundon. Dundon? Dundon? A $30,000 fine for overgrown grass could cost this dude his home. 
<sighs> Dunedin homeowners $30,000 fine It was upheld by the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals He could actually lose his home to foreclosure He's on a fixed income Two bedroom, one bath house Here's the thing I, I, I don't even want to read this whole story My problem is this For the people reporting him Because he has a broken mower He didn't know the fines were piling up He's in a, he's in a tough way financially Not a single damn person Offered to help him with his grass and this went all the way up to the 11th Circuit Court. How feelingless and what an absolute indictment on the souls of everyone who was around him. That's how I look at it. That's ridiculous. Isn't it? I mean, why would you not help the guy? Why would you not help him cut his grass? Sad, 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 sad. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, hmm. I love when people forget you're on air. Uh, frozen stiff. Would you ever buy this ice cream? An ice cream. A guy transformed a hearse into uh, an ice cream store or an ice cream truck in Florida. Tampa Bay business called Frozen Stiff's Ice Cream. It's a hearse and it's serving ice cream out of a casket freezer. And they play the Adams Family theme song. Okay, I have a hard enough... Pro- look at this. I want you to look at this hearse and you tell me if you're going to actually buy... Would you actually legit buy ice cream out of this? It's a old, like, uh, green-colored hearse. It's a 1967, and so it's a novelty truck. There, there, there were dead people in there. Dead people in there. And they call it the ice cream hearse frozen stiff. Oh, no. Wait, I see keto ice cream. Though. See that Shut sign? up. That's keto. a trick. It's a trick. It is. It's uh, my mom wouldn't let me like when I was younger, when I, in the you know late 80s, early 90s, I, I was a teenager in the 90s and I was a little kid. I always wanted to have I love the ice cream truck, but my mom was always like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about the health of it. You know, maybe I think they pick their nose and put it in the ice cream. Just, she would also she never let me hold a Roman candle either. See, I was just like really suppressed as a child. And I always wanted ice cream from the ice cream truck to this day. If I hear an ice cream truck, I will run at it. It's like this Pavlovian's dog response now. I was denied it for so long. But it's the ding, 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 ding song from the actual ice cream truck that you're listening to. This hearse is playing what? The the what, Adams Family. The Adams Family thing? I would not go out and That's, get that. Yeah, that doesn't. As a germaphobe, there is no amount of scrubbing that you're going to do on this. The only way that you could make this where I would purchase from it is by destroying the car and everything in it and getting a new truck and putting new ice cream in that and calling it something different. So not being that at all. There's no formaldehyde flavor. Oh my gosh. It's so there's just it's nasty. How are they in business? I mean, if some people, if that's their jam, you know, I'm not I don't believe in like government regs on all that stuff on like how much what you're going to eat and all that. But dude, this is nasty. I'm so sorry. I get it that everybody's trying to find a shtick. But the ice cream hearse. That's like the opposite of what the ice cream truck stands for. It stands for innocence and goodness and weird shape. You know, ice cream has like when you would get like a SpongeBob ice cream, it's all misshapen and weird and it doesn't look like him. But that's like the joy of youth, right? Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
This week on the Federalist Radio Hour. The media has sort of decided that this debate is over, which is fascinating. And I want to ask Katie about some of the things people might not know in the industry, because it is very much presented by uh, the medical establishment, by uh, the media establishment, even by the political establishment, I would say, as a completed argument. I'm Emily Jashinsky of The Federalist. Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.